Hello and welcome to the Eureka Years and 1965. In this year, pirate radio station Radio Caroline takes to the airwaves from the English Channel. Rhodesian Prime Minister Ian Smith is in London to talk to Harold Wilson about independence and the post office tower is opened. Winston Churchill is given a full state funeral and Edward Heath becomes leader of the Tory party. At the pictures you can see the Beatles in Help or Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. T.S. Eliot dies, J.K. Rowling is born and the space race is heating up as the United States and the Soviet Union clamour for technological and ideological dominance. But amidst all the sound and fury of rockets and rhetoric, a discovery is made that changes the way we think about the cosmos. I've come here to Cambridge to meet Lord Rees of Ludlow, Astronomer Royal and Master of Trinity College, who's promised to tell me about how, in 1965, two scientists accidentally discovered some clinching evidence as to how the universe began. It was known since the 1930s that the uh, universe was expanding, in that the galaxies were moving away from each other as though they'd originated from some big explosion. But in the 1950s in particular, there was lots of debate about how the expansion should be interpreted. There was a big debate, particularly in the UK, between the so-called Big Bang Theory, the idea that uh, everything started off in a hot, dense state, and a rival view called the Steady State Theory, according to which, although galaxies were moving away, the universe would always look the same, because new galaxies would form, as it were, in the gaps between the old ones. The Steady State Theory suggested that perhaps the universe had existed forever, even though the things in it had a finite age, and that what was happening was that as the old galaxies dispersed, new ones formed, as it were, in the gaps to replace them. Now, it wasn't possible to decide between these two ideas in the early 1950s. The reason was that it was not possible to look at distant enough parts of the universe to see what the universe was like at a different time. The first clues that the steady-state theory was wrong came actually from radio astronomers who were able to detect some peculiar kinds of galaxies which were, for some reason, not then well understood, producing very intense radio emission which could be picked up by early radio telescopes even if the galaxy was so far away that optical astronomers couldn't detect them. And so radio astronomy proved to be the first probe of very distant parts of the universe. And when you look a long way away in the universe, you look back a long time in the past. And so radio astronomers were able to find the first tentative clues that the universe in the past was not the same as now. But the issue was settled in most people's minds in 1965 when Penjus and Wilson discovered what we now call the microwave background radiation. American radio astronomers Arno Penzias and Robert Wilson were using a very sensitive radio antenna trying to trace the source of radio noise which was interfering with new satellite communications. 